0: you are listening to The Cigar Noise Boys! Boys, boys. And in the afterbirth on the quiet earth, let the stains remind you, you thought you made a man, you better think again before my role defines you.
1: Oh yeah, who knows. Um, next yeah uh, uh, is that OMC how bizarre
0: nope
2: oh, I was gonna say another Tyler's cheating
0: audio slave show me how to live mm. I almost saved a- that for October because I, I had no clue until I looked it up uh, today it's about Frankenstein the novel now that's uh, Mary Shelley right classic yeah she was a, I think a teenager when she wrote that Fuck. Okay.
1: Audio slave. That was a super group, right? Chris Cornell and other people. No. it was extra. the
0: headliner. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm gonna introduce our guest here. We got Tyler. I'm not gonna say his last name. How w. do you feel your last name? Tyler W. Tyler W. Yes. He is uh he works for CLE Arroyo Asylum. Um it's funny before I even knew him, I knew him um from Anna uh anasaka now uh from yeah, Noxa. I
2: was for yeah. Her. that's a cool dude
1: yeah uh she asked me if i if i knew you and i'm like why because we got the same first name <laughs> uh so when we were down in nicaragua uh she kept she talked about you a lot she said that she played a prank on you that you impregnated oh
2: man yeah yeah we, we can don't... edit
1: that out yeah okay no no
2: we can <laughs> i'm not gonna say whom but yes i was you know who's christian was on that prank too everybody was on that prank Oh, so that's,
1: that's not a good prank.
2: No, but that's uh, but, uh yeah, maybe it, was, it was cool.
1: But uh yeah, uh Tyler travels quite a bit from Esteli to Honduras, right?
2: Yeah, I haven't been to I haven't been to Nicaragua in a minute, man. It's really complicated now. But I was in Honduras like a month ago. I drived, I drive Dan Lee from Tegucigalpa, you know, because I mean this time like I had to go and work on some Illuminati stuff. Uh, but no, man, I just drive, man. I, I rented a car with no plates, which was interesting. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, listen, everybody everybody hates on Honduras, right?
0: You know, oh, man,
2: Honduras is, they look on like, I don't know, National Geographic, and it's like the the world's most dangerous prisons in Dan Lee, which I'm sure it is. It's on the highway. It's called a, man, I forget the name. I passed by a million times. But in reality, man, like Dan Lee is kind of like Esteli in the sense that, there's really not a whole lot to do besides cigars. I mean, I think Esteli has Esteli for sure has more hotels and all that, but they're both cigar cities. They're both tobacco cities, and I mean that's just the industry that's 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 forged that sit those two cities for a very long time.
1: I've actually been to uh, Honduras. Uh, I was at the Arroyo, uh compound. Uh, um,
0: real quick. The I is before the R. -R
2: E-I-R-O-A. Yes. Yeah.
0: So it wouldn't be well, I don't know. You tell us. It's not Arroya, right? It's Aeroa. It's
2: It's like tomato, tomato, potato, potato.
0: Okay.
1: Well, that's yeah, we were talking about that before. um,
2: People are like, oh, it's a I'm like, there's not there's no only one R. But hey, you know that. It, man, whatever.
0: Bro, I just to uh, give Tyler some crap. VSO Tyler. Yeah. Um.
1: Right off the bat, like that, bro. Um. Yeah. So I, I was, I was, I saw Christian's old uh, clubhouse. He's got there. Um, a yeah, they has got like a treehouse, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Right down, like it's like in the middle of the hill, going down to the gate.
1: Yeah, dude, that was a good factory tour. Uh, who still hurt his back? So we oh, didn't see him.
2: So you went with um, Jerry, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Jerry, yeah, and then uh, uh, I met Julio for the first time, and I think I've told the story a hundred times. Uh, I was about 160 pounds heavier, and I got into a vehicle with him, and he called somebody over to sit uh opposite of me so I wouldn't tip the <laughs> tip the little SUV over <laughs> the little uh. Oh, you're in the- you're in the uh,
2: the geo tracker You're in Don Julio's geo tracker.
1: Yeah, Dude, on, he's man. like he's like I can get one person in here, and I my fat ass ran over there. You know, it was either ride with him or riding in the back of a truck with eighty other guys. Oh, was hot great, as fuck!
2: Great Chevy, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was that's the perfect uh, factory tour. Like even like it's the first time for it's a perfect first time factory tour. It's a perfect if it's your fifth factory tour. It's uh it's laid back. It's not like the Perdomo one where you feel like you should be getting paid. Like you're that you're like, you're, you should be on the payroll. I
2: hear hear the Perdoma ones like very like, like you have 30 minutes to eat and that and this, and like, it's, it's very strict, but I mean, we'll talk about that later, but I mean, it has its own merits, but ours is, I mean, it's ours. is like, you know, about learning too, but it's not as like regimented as the Perdoma ones. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, um, your your job there, and and how you how you got there, and, and you kind of like me, you uh, you moved down there. Uh, f- well, we're talking Miami. You live in Miami full time, right? Miami. Yeah, I do. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about your job and, and how you got there, and how you got to know Christian and everybody and Tom. Oh, and
2: so it's funny. I met Christian. So I worked for a chain of stores called Emerson's. Uh, 2011 i need to pay some fraternity dues i kind of smoked cigars and i got hired there's some guy named jazz broom who hired me i think he's like he's like the vp of 724 small world but anyways
0: wait 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 what uh, fraternity
2: five capital the small it's a small okay. one we are not pike you know tom Lazzup is a pike but you know you you know you look mm. at people you know like a pike yep i get it that tom you look at tom you know he's a pike
1: I would understand. I look at Dom, you know he's a power bottom. The heck? You just, you just know. All right, go on.
2: <laughs> anyway, so uh, I met Krishna at, at a dinner, actually. He was pitching the product. This was 2012. And this business is like really incestuous, right? Like, And, I, and what I mean by that is like general and this, probably because they're legally required to, because they're probably to trade. They have to post jobs, even though they probably know who's in mind to get hired, right? Uh, all these other companies... I know Skip, when there's like a job opening like every century, uh, you post something, their turnover is very low. But the guy who who had the area, he kind of told me one day when I was at the store, hey, man, you know, I'm leaving. The guy is now in California rolling like it's pretty cool, like a cannabis blunt with like with a long leaf tobacco wrapper. Uh, And you know what? I just kind of got I got interviewed. I had to go to Washington, D.C., which is like four hour drive. And I'm pretty sure Christian hired me because I wore a suit and I could get my own credit card.
1: Nice.
2: And and let's see, this was 2013. Peace IPC PR 2014. I really like listen, I started in sale. I think everybody should learn how to sell. I think that's really important. But um, I had my first trade show, I probably sold like 20 bucks. And I'm driving on the highway, and Lazooka calls me saying, No, dude, your numbers suck, whatever. And dude, I already knew I was going to get canned, pretty sure. And the next day, I was already thinking about in the hotel room, like, how am I going to get my job back? And the next day, I get a phone call. I pull over. I'm like, no, dude, he's going to fire me. And you know, somebody had left the office, so they're like, hey, dude, you know, you want to move down to Miami? Um, I'm like, yeah, let me call my parents. In reality, I'm like, dude, I've nobody in my family's ever been fired before. And so I was going to be that guy. And I just told my parents, they were away traveling in Illinois. Hey, I'm moving to Miami. And long story short, you know, I asked Christian, I'm like, Hey dude, so would you have really fired me? Let's just say you wouldn't make it to the sales meeting. And so you know, I, I started in customer service, which is interesting and there's no central planning going on, right? Like all the planning took place at the factory and I, I, I played around with the private label program, which I still run by the way. Uh, and somehow I just ended up just taking over to the supply chain planning side, which is—it's the best worst job, right? Like it's the best job when there are cigars, but now there are no cigars, and so now it is. I mean, I sit next to Christian, so it's the best and worst job. In fact, you probably see these gray hairs. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like a tree, right? The tree gets more rings the more you know how the older it is. I've been with Christian now for eight years, wow. so I have this those rings, those gray hairs, but it's been a learning experience and dude i drove i moved down to miami with like no joke with all the things like a 24 year old tyler owned which was a honda crv some clothes and i just went to ikea dude i found it was i I found a place that was 500 a month but get a load of this like in miami nice you you swipe your credit card in nicaragua and nothing happens you swipe it on the moon and nothing happens but you swipe it in miami for like five cents it's like you know Double triple alert secret probation. And so, get a load of this. So I moved to Miami. I found that I meet this nice landlady. And, like in Virginia, if you got a pulse and like a 500 credit score, bro, you get the key for like 99 bucks plus first month. Dude, in Miami, it's first last a security deposit. So, I literally spent my last $1,500 to like move into this place. It was scary, man. Uh, but I've been doing it. I've been in Miami now for seven years. And um i still do sales to stay i think i think everybody should learn how to sell including tyler um you, like listen selling I worked in a, a shop i mean you're it's, no, but it's like, different but like, yeah wholesale like dude like
1: it's totally different
2: if you know how to sell it could be ideas whatever you don't have to be the cigar sales guy but it's an important skill cuz there are plenty of people man that they don't know how to sell anything whether it's yourself ideas cigars and that really helps i'm glad i had the experience and i still I'm a sales practitioner to this day. In fact, I just got back from Kansas and I got back from Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, which is actually pretty badass. Um, recommend that you go if you can yeah, next year. But that's my story, man. So I, you know, I had to learn. I mean, I, I kind of learned Spanish when I was in high school. I had this, I mean, this, I mean, not in that, I mean, mm-hmm. it's hot. Seven, I'm, when I was 17, you know, she's pretty good looking. So I'm not trying to be Epstein here, you know, or yeah. whatever sure. but you know i dude i had to learn spanish because i was dating this venezuelan chick and then i forgot my spanish when i went to college because i went to a very vanilla part of town and i come to miami and dude like this is my spanish like the de facto language of miami and in estalee like a lot of people speak spanish dude i mean sorry, well i hope so i mean english we're doing dan lee you're hard pressed you know there's people like at, that general cigar they speak english very well but most companies, they, the, the level of English is very basic. There, there's like, there are no Ana Jose's in Danley, mm. but no, I mean, I, I met Gustavo Cura. Uh, I went to Naxa for the first time in 2016, which was a complete surprise because Christian was like, yo, dude, we're going to work on Chile Prieto. And then Great we cigar. go to Naxa. Great cigar. You, and we go and meet Raul Disla. and this is when Omar Ortez was still the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I meet with Omar Tez, uh, Raul Adisla was there, Gustavo Cura. And Christian's like, hey, man, you have that forecast? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And I was in the 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 balcony of the hex, like, at, like, three in the morning working on the forecast. And here I am. Now that is my child. But that's it, man. I mean, it's dude, it's been eight years of Christian, which is uh, not for the faint of heart. But, dude, CLE University, man. It's a hell of an adventure.
1: Well, it's... Uh real quick sorry dom it's it's i first of all i want to acknowledge your your flex of your of your condo you've been walking around showing it off it's beautiful great great job uh it's <laughs> nice Double, let's
2: call that. Dude, if you want to hear more like old uh, i'm sure more there are more She's. i bet people are hearing do there are more old people bitching on that, in that conference call than like domino park and, on kaiotra anyways go on um and then secondly
1: uh the um uh the crow magnon is based off uh arroya i'm saying it wrong again blend did you know yeah, that? Really? No, yeah no idea uh so skip was buying a whole bunch of uh you know kind of like the caldwell lost and found he was yeah. doing that but for his shop and he found something you know with a, a broadleaf wrapper and uh um it was I don't know if it, I think he said it was the national Maduro
2: they were working on. Oh, the nationalities, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so Skip ended up buying like thousands and thousands of them, and then he found uh, he was introduced to Esteban, Raúl's brother, and yeah. then they started uh, sueño. So that's kind of cool. How, but um, Dom, you had a, a question. I just want to tie that yeah. into the Chrome Magnum.
0: As a as a sales guy, what are your thoughts on marketing people?
2: All right, I'm going to tell you the truth. Marketing people need to spend more time on the road. So, for example, and I'll tell you why. So we have a marketing guy. His name's Raul. He's awesome. Great dude. The gram is design RF. And so marketing people take pictures in perfect spaces with perfect lighting. And if you've been on the road, you know that is never the case. So they assume things like shelves are flat. And things like that in reality i can count i've serviced 17 states because i just kind of they're like dude you know we don't want to hire a new rep yet you want to do it sure whatever christian and you go and dude you find out that like 10 stores in the whole country have like flat shelves (laughs) and but yet the marketing people designed for flat shelves and so i brought raul to colorado just to kind of show them that hey listen i'm gonna show you the real world and I, I think they need to spend more time on the road because anybody can design packaging, but packaging that works in stores that actually can be seen. I mean, that's that's why we that's why we put tissue paper on cigars, man, because you think about it like stores aren't very well lit. Most of the time cellophane looks bad. Mm-hmm. All people cellophane just checks two boxes, right? You can attach a barcode and it protects the cigars from people clawing at it and tissue paper does the same thing, but just looks way better.
0: Um, topic actually about cellophane. Lee Marsh of uh Stone Throne, I was on a Zoom call with the ICS crew that he was on. He said uh yellow cello is a bad sign because that's all oils that he wants in the cigar, not on the cellophane. Do you guys have any uh any comments?
2: Man, I think cigars are ready to smoke now, right? Yeah. You know? We're like, nah, bro, check it out, bro, the thing. And it's like, dude, you know, those cigars were ready to smoke like five years ago. And I think, I, I think, well, I mean, listen, materials now, it's a different different animal. But the materials now that we make cigars with, and it's like as an industry, are way better than, say, I'm sure some, some people are going to be like, no, you don't say that. that I mean, the stuff from Cuba, man, like it's not fermented long enough and all these things. That's why you open the, the box and there's that little tissue paper that says you should wait six months. But, I mean, the cigars that come out of Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, wherever, they're practically ready to smoke. And that's because it's – the materials are well-fermented, well-processed before that. So I think, you know, when people – when I see – if I see a cigar with like that we make with, like, brown cello, I'm like, man, that's taken so long to turn what happened.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And uh, it's – like Padron, they don't uh... – they roll them, and then they, they pack them very shortly after. They don't put them in a what – what's that word? Uh, Escaparate. Escaparate. Now, I got to get that. Uh, to yeah. That the a cigar
0: room. shocker? The what? Is that the – like the fridge or freezer? Oh, to
2: you're talking uh, – yeah, that's the –
0: No, it's,
1: it's – For export – uh I, I don't think dom knows what he's talking about it's, i don't uh, but i was hoping it's, it's at, no yeah <laughs> It's after, after so they have to and then tyler would know more you correct me when i'm wrong uh so they have to to wet the cigars to roll them because the, the leaves are drier and so they put them in those rooms right to get to wick them out get some of the moisture out right
2: yeah just to stabilize the cigar so remember yeah. that like so like we we humidify the factory right um because really like You'll see, like I'm sure you've been to the factory. You see people like spraying distilled water on wrapper leaves, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's to make them pliable. Yeah. And, but you'll see when you know if you ever see like tobacco come off of a a uh, I don't know a pallet, right? They they actually um, press the tobacco to make it into a bale. They they put a, a hydraulic press. And so I mean that the the filler a little it's I mean it's processed a little bit, but really the wrapper has to be has to have the most you know water on it i mean it's very fine mist because it has to be you know stretched and all that so that so the so the cigar has to like equilibrate again so like i smoke a cigar off the rolling table it's it's cool right but there's always like that that middle there's always like that period of a few days where it's just trying to find itself again and then you know after a little while it's it's ready to go
1: yeah like you it's smoking it right off the rolling table is rough. You you so you like give it a day to at least get some of that excess humidity out. I mean, it's still gonna be well you get an, you yeah, you get an idea, but so you either smoke it then or you wait like a month and let, let it go through the sick period. Like um I got some fresh rolled uh don't tell Christian or Tom, I got some fresh rolled asylum uh seven by seventy ogres. They're they're still in the paper from my first trip to Noxa in 2019. Um so I just I keep those as like a, a momentum memento. Oh what we- <laughs> memento. I was close. thinking of the movie. Wait, did that I don't fucking know. Um I forgot where we're going with that, but like I do like when they're unselled, like a box of like the Pete, uh his uh 50 year um he came in these cabs of fifty and they're in uh wax paper and they're in a, a wheel. So yeah, know those are gonna age fucking amazing and because all the oils and shit are just going to go right back in there and i kind of like what the jc newman's doing with the the yagua where they they put in that palm tree the palm uh branch
0: yeah
2: did you ever meet lazaro the uh he he actually was like the head accountant of naxa before him and omar left for uh um pensa did you ever meet that guy he's the cuban guy with the um with the nice hair we'll just leave it at that
1: No, uh, no, he's a cool cat. Um, have you seen Gus lately?
2: No, uh, dude, I was supposed to go to see Gus. Oh, he said so you haven't been in Nicaragua. That's right. Yeah, dude, I was supposed to go before TPE, but now it's so complicated and all that. And Christian's like, dude, you got stuff to do. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. go late,
2: but I mean, I, I talked to Gustavo when I was uh, in Dan Lee. Uh, I mean, I, I called him on the phone, but he's doing well. Yeah, he's a um, by the way, prerequisite to stay at Gustavo's house for those who don't know. You have to like ceviche, but the cooking Gustavo's fire. Oh my God, he is.
1: Skip's always posting Gringo cocina. Uh, it's uh, Gus is the best cook. No, no, uh, no disrespect to Skip or Darren, um, but uh, from uh, La Finca de Mesa, right? La Finca, whatever. Table to farm, farm to table. He's but like, uh, yeah, like yeah, brother. Let me show you how to cook this ceviche. Dude, yeah, I have. I don't see now. Gus, like, he tells you to eat something. Like, I tried the ceviche. I don't. I'm a really like picky eater and he had me eating salad and ceviche and all that. I'm like, but, um, Gus is, he is a hell of a fucking cook. Uh, his pot roast man. Oh, um, I forgot where we were going with that, but, um, yeah, if you, if you can get a chance to eat at, uh, Casa de Akira, you, uh, you've made it for a treat. Yeah. I'm hoping to get back there in next year with Mo from Patina. Um, uh, dude, his, his new Maduro sizes are really, really good. And that's out of Noxa. Um, oh yeah. Fucking Raul
2: was at a uh, PCA. It was good. Yeah, to see no, Raul. I, was, it was funny to see him. So I think he was the only, cause usually at the PCA, like Trey Oliva comes and Johnny Oliva and Gustavo. I, I, I doubt you read, you met Joe de Rosal, but he's like the, he's like mm-hmm. the controller. I met him. Uh, oh yeah. You met him. He's like the controller. He's a big guy, right? Yeah. He's the controller of Oliva tobacco company, not the cigar people. We know that, but for whoever else is listening to this and usually it's the whole crew, but they sent old Raul there and dude, the guy, dude, he had to get like the COVID test. So he's running all around Las Vegas doing that. But I sat down with him for like an hour. Of course, Christian was there and uh, dude, Nicaragua is wild right now, man. Um, it's a uh, dude. It's hard to find labor. There's a lot of things.
1: Yeah. It's, um, but um see Dom, this is the stuff you miss like like TPE, like now Tyler big time me, but um I was able to spend some quality time with Tom, uh Lazuka from Asylum, and then uh Hector and uh Raul, uh Flores, right? Raul Flores? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Raul Diesel, but um yeah, I was able to spend time with them. Tyler was probably out gallivanting around town, meeting up yep, with and- all of his girlfriends.
2: Dude, drum either like in a really shit mood or I'm really happy. It's usually the latter because Christian's texting me like 45 times a day about the back war, but he was there too. So yeah, no, but yeah. So you probably were with the other Tyler, right? yep yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, yeah, uh, swole nerd Tyler. And then it was, uh, I had a uh, Lenny from Owl Year was there with us. So yeah. it was, uh, the guys, uh, Larry, the owner of Smoke Ring and then Hector and Raul, they fucking loved Lenny. Lenny was a hit of TPE. So,
0: Speaking of Lenny, Lenny. um, did you hand out any of our little car fresheners that we kind of copied from him? Dude, I gave him that idea. You gave him that idea? Yeah. He just pulled the trigger
1: first because you didn't pull the trigger. So he pulled the trigger first.
0: Did he also do Bix?
1: Yeah. I told him to do Bix too. Why do you why do you doubt me all the time? Wait, you we did it with everything. Did, we, you, have, I, asked, did you
0: hand what, them out? Did people enjoy them? Did they say thank you? I, I did
1: I gave them to uh, Tyler. He appreciated it. He Fantastic. Fucking loved it. Mo, Oh, uh, nice. yeah, and then I gave some to uh, Ben. Roland, his wife was there. Sarah. So I luckily I had his envelope in my car. So I haven't sent those out yet, guys. Sorry, I got to get stamps. It's been crazy, but um. Okay now let's let's move on to the topic uh that I asked you guys to listen to the new Kanye West album. Uh it was interesting. Um I didn't watch any of the release parties, you know when they pulled out Marilyn Manson and 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 the baby yeah. uh but there are it's I'm a big Kanye fan man and uh same like, I was, I mean, I wasn't huge into uh, like, you liked the one he did with Kid Cudi, I didn't like that one. And then, uh, Kids See Ghost, yeah, and then he did The Life of Pablo, I liked, and then the one he did uh, right before this one, yay,
0: and then Jesus King Jesus. or Jesus Lord, Je-
1: no, oh, God is King, no,
0: it's either Jesus Lord, or Jesus is King, yeah,
1: that one, uh, I, I liked uh, one of the songs on there, but I hadn't really listened to it. I thought the album was okay. There's a lot of fluff on it, man. Uh Were there any tracks that? Well, first of all, I want to say too, his production is amazing. His the beats and all that shit is amazing. Um, were there any tracks that stood out to you guys?
2: I like Jail. I think that was like the second track, right after the uh, the chant. You uh, know,
0: Donda, Donda, dude, Donda, Donda. I, Donda.
2: A little Tyler effect. I have a degree in music education that clearly I use, right? <laughs> you know, I think when I think of like epic length albums, I think the best ones like Trapped in the Closet, right? I know R. Kelly is going through some bad times right now. We're going to find some things, but <laughs> you think about Trapped in the Closet, I think it was like an epic thing, right? And there's a store and there's midgets and, you know, the guy Rufus and, you know, Kathy and whatever. This was just like, I felt like I was listening to like some like art music i don't know like dude it was exhausting.
0: i felt like, like life of pablo was like listening to art music i wasn't a fan of that album people love that album and
1: i like uh um there's some there's some bangers on that um album the life of pablo and it's cool that he uses it like uh like it's ever changing like he was editing it for like months afterwards like tweaking it like it's a organic fucking livable fucking thing you know i thought that was cool but yeah when i first when i heard uh that first track i'm like what am i what am i into you know but uh jail with jay-z um that was was a good song now i fell asleep and like half asleep half waking up uh remote control came on with featuring uh 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 fuck uh Oh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, oh, that rapper from uh, at, to the rap genius. Oh shit, we're talking I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Uh, he, he can always edit this out. Uh, young thug, young thug. Um, young thug. and that song has been on repeat for me. Uh, remote control. So it was. I'm, I just got a text. He's like, dude, I need your new address for your financing on on your car. Um. Okay, so wait. Yeah. Talk
0: talk about that new car. I think you mentioned that before the podcast.
1: We'll talk about it after we get Never we're mind. in the middle of the Kanye thing. Fair. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, that song has been on repeat, and then also like. Uh, all right, Dom, you pick a song. I'm going to look up something real quick.
0: I liked Heaven and Hell, Jesus is Lord, because both of those had kind of stories, like a ballad. We actually could follow what was being said, and it wasn't just random thoughts. And it's just drones. I feel like it's all background music. Yeah. Um, Tell the Vision had a great beat, and then didn't do anything with it. But yeah, Jail's catchy, but it's just like a it's a pop song to me. Yeah, I don't like Kanye being pop.
2: No. Oh um, man. I, 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 I... Kanye, I mean, like he has pretty cool ideas, but that was just, that was just, it was just, I don't know, it was exhaust, I don't like, I don't like music that's exhausting to listen to.
1: Yeah, um, God Breathe was good. I mean, it's just, but it's just, he's just repeating that. Um, but like I said, man, the production is, and then, and then uh, Praise God with uh Jay Electronica, which I don't know much about him. I heard he's like one of the best rappers out there. And he he came out with an album and it took him like 10 years after his first album came out. Um that one I like. Uh well yeah, praise God. And then like like the message of it, I I posted a um a pretty cool article that uh uh Dave Burke from Cigar Jukebox posted and it it you know it kind of explained the song, how it's about like people losing their parents and that's what i like about the album too it's it's in dedication of his mom who i believe passed away due to like a, a cosmetic surgery right she was getting some kind of cosmetic surgery i believe you're talking
0: about Kanye's connie's mom yeah oh i have no clue
1: i think she died during surgery like it, i don't <laughs> know if it was like liposuction or
2: tyler I mean, do you know yeah i don't know man
1: yeah so it's like and just like reading stories about his mom and, you know, and it's, uh, to me, it's, it's, um, the message behind it. Now I know some people can't separate the artist from the art, you know, or whatever, but it's like, I mean, with how things are like, you look, there's like, there's guys who I know who won't listen, only listen to country now because it's pro America. They won't listen to anything else because somebody said this about that or about this politician. It's like, I don't fucking care. Like if, you know, it's like, same with movies. Like, I don't care what your beliefs are. Is a movie good or not, you know? Um, but yeah, the message behind that song about losing your parents young. And then at the end, it had uh, the son of Larry Hoover Sr. Senior, uh, senior, so Jr. Um, you know, I mean, he was thanking Kanye, but, you know, about his dad being incarcerated, you know, one of the leaders of uh, GD uh, out of Chicago, gangster disciples, you know? um but that song is uh is really good uh praise god and then um i like moon i mean i've been on a big uh don Tolliver uh fucking um listen to him a lot and he's from he's from houston he's gonna be in austin in a couple weeks i might try to make his concert uh hurricane i like that's got a uh little baby and it's got um the weekend i'm a big fan of the weekend yeah we can uh, but yeah moon also f- uh, features uh, uh uh kid Cudi. so yeah i mean it's there's a lot of fluff in there there's a lot of shit you can get rid of but there's eight to ten songs that i listen to
2: there's three or the four list- songs that i
1: like that i like a lot
2: apparently the list was even longer Yeah. cut it down and it's then fun. like this release they did like was without kanye's permission allegedly and Drake had something to do with I don't know. But, I mean, listen, man, you know who's coming to West Palm Beach this weekend, Tyler? Yeah, uh, you sent me it. Uh, Boy, Takashi,
1: <laughs> Dude, I was What's listening it? to uh, my shuffle, on I in uh, that song came. One of his songs came out with Nicki Minaj, or was it with Kanye West? Here. Yeah, they're both in the song. Dude, he fucking disappeared. I haven't heard man.
2: shit from him. Did you watch the Takashi 69 documentary? no it's what, what
1: it's on it's, HBO uh,
2: it's on HBO I watched it we're in the Raul I were in the hotel one night we're in Colorado he's like yeah bro you should watch this sh- watch this documentary about Takashi like the making of Takashi that's really good I mean Takashi man like listen he's got some bangers and a little little pump like his new song I don't know if you heard it racks to the ceiling that's trash
1: I don't like little pump I will
2: never listen to him so you have, you have like this sub of like rappers that have tattoos in their face and have different color hair and all that, but, but listen, man, Takashi all this stuff's bangers. I hate to say it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I like too. like, he, he does like songs in all Spanish, like pop songs. Like it's just weird yeah. how it's like, he goes from like the first song I heard from him was like a super like aggressive. Was it international gangsters?
2: So it was like in German and.
1: No, it was, uh, he recorded it like in New York running through the streets, but it was like his number one, like his first, like Goober or
0: whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That one. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like something about fucking your bitch or like, it's just like super, like super aggressive. I'm like, Oh, you know, and then he comes out with like the stuff he does with, uh, Nicki Minaj and, and he did a song with uh little baby. Yeah. I don't like the baby. I like little baby. Little baby's good. Uh, I don't like calling girl men baby though. I mean, there's too many babies out there. Bad baby.
2: But you think uh, about all, all the levels, right? Like, whatever happened to little Bow Wow. What's he doing?
0: Yeah. Yo. Uh, hey. Yo. This wasn't planned. That's um our new segment that we're going to... I don't know if we're going to do it today, but it's called Bow Wow. Our boy of the week and then our uh, worst of the week, <laughs> Bow Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but like, so
1: like John here is, uh, so John uh, De Oliver, he's the, uh, the uh, sales dude here, him and Mike yeah. Rosales. Uh, John totally hates every kind of music I like. Uh, his wife, uh, Jarrah, who's a rock metal rep uh, in, uh, in Texas, me and her have very similar music. Uh, uh, we like the same kind of music. But John likes that, those rappers from Buffalo, uh, Griselda, Griselda, Benny the Butcher. um, I forgot him. uh, Skip posted one of his albums that he's like, this is awful. I can't, I I tried listening to it. I can't get into it. It's like, it's like the whole, like, if I, it feels like old, like 90s, like 90s, like, like uh, Wu-Tang-ish, but like, Stuff like it's good background music, but nothing that like gets you like amped up or anything. You know, I mean,
2: look at, there's nothing to be amped up about in Buffalo, New York.
1: Yeah. Uh
2: So besides I guess, dirty plates, I mean, have you had that? It's like it's like a a plate full of shit food, but it's awesome.
0: I would say Bill's yeah. tailgates.
1: Dude, I I love how they break all those tables, but um, there's so many genres of rap, and then for someone to only like like John, the only like. That like style, like Benny the Butcher, uh, the Griselda, th- that group, because um, they're like two half brothers and a cousin. They're they're all like thirty nine years old, and it's funny too. Like rap, like you have to be a, a certain fucking age. Like oh, they're they're past their. They've only been around. They've only been like popular for like three years. A lot of people say like they're too old. Like I remember like fucking Nas talking about how old Jay Z was in the early two thousands or mid two thousands. It's like dude you could why can't you rap until you're 50 i mean i get it you're not out there slinging dope on the street but you can rap about whatever you know um but, but what are your people, thoughts oh wait go on
2: jay's go on. like you know i think of when i really think of, like consummate business people right like in the rap game like people like dude ross you know huh? you know there's little Air rose wing stop like all that like the dude knows that like all right, so I think I like all hating aside or you know, Ross was a cop, Ross was you know in the in the prison system on the yep. other side. Like Ross has a, a change. like you if you listen to all the Maybach music, you know, like it's every Maybach music is like it changes, right? But I mean Jay-Z is like in that god tier, right? Jay-Z, yeah. Busta, um I'm sure uh, Nas, all that like they're in the god tier, but everybody else they you know like Tupac, B I G like yeah like those people like they're rocking yeah. but there's people already know like dude i can't rap forever and so they go out and do business deals and you yeah, know, i think that's a, it's a really smart thing to do well, they look, look all at their and they end up like you know there's some sound sound cloud rapper and i can't see you know so, i mean look takashi made it whatever but takashi you'll if you see the documentary you'll know like takashi made like viral videos and shit but you know, you think about people are like, "Dude, I'm not going to have this money forever," so they go and do their business. People, I think it's important. I'm not a businessman.
1: I'm a business man or a business. Yeah. Uh, who is
2: Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny. He is from. I think it's from Puerto Rico. I'm going to fact. Dude, that's enough. I'm the man. I bad. thought Bad
0: Bunny was a chick until like a year
2: ago. Funny hair. So he is from Almirante Sur, Puerto Rico. I've been in Puerto Rico one time. Uh Almirante is like admiral. But anyways, uh, dude, Bad Bunny has a couple of hits. He has a couple of bangers. More club music than anything else. Mm. But he's not in the Ricky Martin level. He's not in Enrique Santos. You know, he's not. He's not. He's not in the god tier. But he's riding the wave. And I mean, it's like, uh, and well, right? And well, did a little dab with. Little pump called Illuminati. you know. I mean, that one, that one, that one's a banger, you know. But yeah, he's not in Latin. He's not in the god tier. But, I mean, dude, do Latin women love Bad Bunny? Have Put you on listen- that music, on a Tinder date, you're good. <laughs> on a Tinder date, uh,
0: Mister Worldwide,
2: Mister. Um, oh,
0: European girls like uh, like him. Mister Three Hundred
1: Five, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pitbull. Uh, you listen to much uh, Trick Daddy down there? He's from Miami, right?
2: Trick loving kids,
1: something happened. Let the sunshine
2: <laughs> in. That's about trick your- love kids. And when he's yeah. buying orange juice from everybody, I mean that orange soda or whatever. Yeah, man. Now trick, now trick. Daddy has like some dark shit. I don't like it, or maybe it some earlier stuff. I don't know. But yeah, dude, I just remember trick daddy was like trick love and kids, and that's the yeah. trick daddy. I'll forever know.
1: The good thing he didn't come out like he was a like R. Kelly. That would have been that would have been. Oh yeah, it's like dude, he warned you. Nobody listened.
2: Sugar loving kids. Yeah. Uh, Orange soda. So real quick, What's the? Yeah. Go hold on.
0: on to that. Um. Shout out to our sponsor before we forget. Cigar noise. Um. Dave West, West does all the stuff for small batch. All the write ups. Um. And not related, but I saw somebody in the what is this in the Weasel group on Facebook post something, and his name was also Dave West. It's a common name. Is it different, Dave?
1: Is it? Yeah, my I have a supervisor in Milwaukee whose name is Dave. Was
0: oh, never mind. That's it. Shout out cigar noise. Go buy some stuff off small batch.
1: So so Tyler, uh, Southwest started flying into Miami, and they were yeah. they uh they needed people, and they were offering an incentive, but Milwaukee wasn't on the list. You would have gotten a nice signing bonus to go down there. So I was gonna go down to Miami, if I would have gotten that signing bonus because Austin was taken forever. So I'm like, I'll go to Miami for a year. Um, Luckily, only about four months later, I was able to transfer down here. But um, uh, that would have been cool, I think, because there's a lot of cool dudes in Miami. You got Jack, uh, Drew Estate. You got Terrence. um,
2: Juan Lopez.
1: Yeah, Gurkha, Juan Lopez. You're down there. Uh, Who the fuck is, uh, where does uh, Casey Hogan live? Bell, uh boca raton
2: yeah Boca. how far
1: is that like an hour hours
2: change change. Mm-hmm. less than two casey's good shit brad winstead he's in charge of him on a now for all to this um he lives in boca raton that's where I like the new yorkers go they call it boca, boca raton that's where all the people go because i mean it's it's in boca raton like you don't like you can speak english and you can do perfectly fine but it's still south florida so everybody who goes to boca sounds like this boca Raton. uh
1: what was the biggest uh um what was the biggest transition for you from so where were you from in the northeast? Woodbridge, Virginia, 30
2: miles south of DC.
1: Okay. So yeah, what's been the big besides the weather?
2: Dude, it's expensive. So imagine like so I think the biggest lesson I could draw from, from moving to Miami, dude, I really became an adult when I put my parents back on the plane and I realized that this is it, bro. I'm on my own. Imagine. You know, Cause I mean, I, what, what happened to me? So I went, I came from retail and I was making like $12 an hour and I go to work for Christian. And I'm getting my expenses paid. I'm getting paid every week. Dude, I thought I was rich. I blew my money on like, going back to old dominion partying and i had nothing to show for it and so i go to miami and like damn everything's expensive here like i'm talking about like i went to this place called blue martini with this chick that was like 400 bucks it was crazy i mean i hardly wasn't making any money back then um and dude car insurance stupid expensive in virginia at the time this was 2014 um it was i was paying like 600 bucks every six months for comprehensive yeah and miami is like 1200 bucks you know um but don't state income is, tax but yeah, everything I mean, else is expensive yeah i mean it's like a miss right you know they charge you for the mice extra for the for the lice two <laughs> nice or twice you know like they get you in florida bro don't let it fool you
1: yeah and that's like in, in texas too it's uh no state income but there's there's fucking tollways everywhere um Like okay, so I don't know how much if if I talked about this at all, but I got a, um, I was uh. Crashing at Skip's house for like a month because it literally took a month to get into this fucking apartment. So, and it's frustrating. Like, like okay, when you moved to Miami, you had a a support system there. You had the guys from uh, yeah, Christian, and and then the guys who worked down there. Um, But
2: I was not even like. I kind of knew Chris. I didn't know Christian as well as I do now. Yeah. He's just. What? Yeah. Tyler showed up. I can't believe it, dude. I mean, these people. So let me tell you, it's like the kind of the preface of moved to Miami, right? Yeah. So so I get almost fired. Do I go move to Miami or else practically? And, dude. So I I I go to Christian's. This was before Uber. So I just give the guy Christian's address and somehow make it. So Christian has this Hummer. And this Hummer, dude, like Christian got this Hummer serviced at Jiffy Loop. And the thing is like a supercar. So he's like, so people who are supposed to help me, they're out of town. So he's like, Tyler, go on Craigslist, go find a place. And this Hummer was like overheating and all this. It was crazy. In fact, um, I end up sleeping in Christian's driveway because Christian and his wife, Alexandra, they went out to some society party in the neighborhood And the way these H2s are wired, if you move the key the wrong way and the the ignition, like it drains the battery. And my cell phone died. And long story short, I put a deposit on a home that I could not afford in Fontainebleau. And I made it to the airplane by, no joke, getting out of Christian's uh, house with 1% battery in my iPad, like jumping the fence getting the Uber. And so I just found the place, man. Driving twelve hours, no, and I was like, just kidding, like fourteen hours to Miami, and that's that's what happened, man. So I mean, I really didn't have a support system at the time, but now you know, I've been there, I've been with the Roas and all that for eight years now. Now they're like family to me, but bro, before it was like no man's, it was like everybody for themselves. Like I didn't even know if the people in the office were going really to like me, dude. I almost. If it wasn't for the women at the office, dude, I wouldn't have fired like 20 million times. Uh, so imagine, I, dude, I had no support system. All I had was my job and like Bumble. That was, that was my support system.
1: <laughs> Great app. Yeah, and that's like, so I come down here and then uh, I didn't know I was going to be able to stay at Skip's house. Like um, I, got, I drove here and then I got here at like 7 a.m. I started looking at hotels to you know, stay at for like a week, like extended stays, nothing had availability. And I'm like, so I, I messaged Skip and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, talk, to, talk to Sean. So I, I, I talked to Sean, he gives me a low down. I crashed for one whole day. I slept for one whole fucking day. And then, so I start looking at apartments and I, I think I find one I like, and then uh, it's far away from everything. And I'm like, well, I want to be by the airport and I want to be by Skip's house because that's where I'll be hanging out at, you know, when he's in town, which I don't know how often he's going to be around. Uh, but um, so I find this apartment and it's it's just been a it's been a headache. And then I finally get everything figured out. Like, I knew it was going to be expensive, but I didn't think it would be fourteen hundred dollars. And it's Whew. like a one.
2: That's more than my mortgage,
1: bro. I know I'm going to I'm getting the house uh, in a year. I just wanted to do one year in a real nice apartment with like, like a, a huge like resort style pool and all the amenities.
0: Show. Yeah.
1: So uh, my moving date was last Monday. I fill up my car, I empty out Skip's place with all my shit, fill up my car, and I get to the apartment, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we usually don't move in with people until four o'clock." It is nine ten a.m. My car is full of shit, and I'm like. I'm like, you guys have been awful, very frustrating to deal with. And I walked out and I came back at four, like still pissed. Like I was calmed down a little bit, but I was still like, like, dude, don't bullshit with me. Just give me my fucking key and leave me alone. Um, but everything here has been, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. My car's fucked. It's, and I try to get it fixed. And then, so I go there, I make an appointment at a dealership because that's what my mechanic in Milwaukee told me to do. Take it to. Um, take it to this to take it to the dealership so I make an appointment John follows me over there and it takes me a half hour just to fucking see the guy because there's a line full of people to drop the car off he's like alright come pick your car off come pick your car up in 24 to 48 hours I'm like what I'm like you're just gonna look at it now he's like well it's already 11 a.m. and I'm like so it's gonna take two days possibly just for you to fucking figure out what's wrong with it not even fix it He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you didn't call anybody. I'm like, no, I made the fucking. App- Who calls people nowadays? I made the appointment online. So he he, I, I've been going full Karen on it, fucking everybody here. So what are you what are you driving now? I'm. Uh, it's a Buick Regal 2011. But it's what happens is I think it overheats and then it it the engine power goes down. So it's it takes me a while to get up to like 70 75. It'll take me like a mile. So like. I got to make sure nobody's behind me when I'm pulling out and it comes on and off. So like at night it it usually goes off and I can drive no problem. But during the day I'm fucked. So I'm going to, when I get this truck, I'm going to go drop it off and get it fixed. And then have my, I'm going to give the car to my mom and uh, she can drive it back to Wisconsin. So she has another car. That's trap. No, it's, it's, I'm going to fix it before I give it to her, but it's only got 140,000 miles on it. 2011, 2012, 2012. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that and then like today, like, so the airport has been fucking crazy, crazy busy, people are flying everywhere. So they're offering all these incentives for you to pick up overtime. So it was my day off, and I could have made a lot of money if I would have worked a double, but I wanted to have my internet uh, hooked up. So, so I could do the podcast at my house. And uh, uh, the guy comes, I must have been in the shower or I was laying down. And I didn't hear him knock because I don't have a doorbell for some fucking reason. So, I'm, but I'm like, you know, I'm laying down. I'm like, he'll just call me or text me when he's here. They fucking used a phone number that I haven't used in 20 years. It was my home phone number from when I was uh, in fucking <laughs> school. I'm like, I didn't, I forgot about that number. Like now it's in my head, two, uh, 414-282-5514. But that was like, I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck did you get that number? I'm like, I set your... I set this account up with my cell phone plans, AT&T. It's like, you can't call any of the numbers on the cell phone plan. You're like, oh, well, the they accounts aren't linked.
0: Um, before you continue, Miami Tyler, uh, we've been podcasting for almost an hour. If you need to go do something, go to bed, let us know. because Don't let me know. Let other Tyler know because he will talk for another three hours. I'll wrap it up. It's
1: just, I'm going to work out, but I'll I'll give you five or 10 more minutes. All right. Perfect. (laughs) So it's just been, uh, it's been, it's been frustrating, but I think my problem is like I was talking to skip and Mike, it's like, I expect the worst. And when you expect the worst, the worst tends to happen, you know? So I need to start being more. And that's kind of like why I work a shit. Like I work, if I could work every single day, I had, I work every day. Like I don't mind. I, I like to work. I think it's because I know someday something's going to go wrong and the money that I have saved up, the money I have in my retirement, I might have to use it. So it's like, I'm just going to keep padding those
2: things, you know?
1: I'll and tell you, I, man,
2: I knew you, I knew you trolled Dave, Ram- the Dave Ramsey forums, Cause I yeah, yeah. like, dude, Dave, Dave Ramsey thing is like, it kind of makes you like fear, like spending any money. Right. Yeah. 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 Now I'll tell you, and, you know, obviously, it Skip's very good with his money. There's a lot of people in the cigar business that you shouldn't take financial advice from, just to
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> talk about that
2: off, off, the, off the record. But, no. yeah. dude, like, I'm just going to say this. There's a lot of people who they talk about having a lot of money. And then, you know, like a thousand dollar mistake or error happened, not an error, but emergency happens it's like a crisis, right? Dude, I was that guy. Dude, I'll tell you, man. I, I, I just started getting a good relationship with money like four years ago. Christian. Me too. Gives, gives you really good financial advice. Sometimes he's like, no, bro, you got to buy like a $40 million house because they'll give money to anybody. No fear. I'm like, whoa, whoa, relax, dude. Uh, But let me tell you, man, like if you, my fa- my father, my late father, he's not with us anymore. He died when he was like 51, I think. But anyways, he's he, he giving me some advice. He's like, dude, he who has the cash is in control, right? So imagine this. You got to get, Four, so i had this volvo suv that it's taking like three years to get stupid stereo fix they put pirelli tires on this thing which suck dude I had to get all the new tires bro like i'm talking about just the wear is so bad uh but you know what i had money in the bank and you know how i saved this money um because listen i used to be bad at sales i still listen i, I suck relative to michelle and all these other people michelle stewart yeah. talking about way, if you haven't met her yeah. uh, but dude like Dude, there was a time where I was spending like 15 days straight on the road. I saved a lot of money and this and that. That's how I was able to buy a house. But the first thing I did was pay off my debt. Um, buying a house only happened last year because, dude, once you have money in the bank and low debt or no debt, dude, you're in control of your life. Yeah. Because, dude, there are people that, dude, they have to like get payday loans to get their teeth cleaned, shit like that. You know. So I mean, I, you know, it's good that you're working all that, all that extra time, but. Eventually, you know, you get your finances straight, whatever that may be, get your new whip, but dude, enjoy, enjoy the money, man.
1: Yeah. It's and nice. that's like, and that's kind of like what I've been telling myself. Cause I mean, I bought a house and luckily I was, I'm able to cover the mortgage by having my mom move in. And, uh, so you she's going
2: to rent that's fucked up, bro.
1: Well, what the fuck? I'm going to, going gonna live for free. <laughs> I'm uh, so, and I left most of my shit there. So it's like, I, I do kick in a couple hundred bucks a month. So I look at it as like a fucking storage unit. I'm saving money on a storage unit. I left all my shit there. So Dude, like we
2: have equity. in.
1: Yeah. And I, and that's the thing, too. It's like so um. I mean, I'm in a really good spot. Like I wouldn't have made the move because I've been working all year for this. You know, uh, that's why I went to Denver all those times. But so like I'm like, I'm going to buy a nice shit for this fucking apartment. So it's like nice plates, nice, uh, a brand new nice TV, even though my living room is the size of a, a walk in closet. I got about a 65-inch TV, like, state-of-the-art. It's going to take up the whole wall, and I'm going to be four feet in front of it. But it's like, when I come home after working a double or after working eight hours at the airport and then coming here and helping with the shipment and working four or five hours, I want to be able to sit down and and put on Netflix and just fucking chill. And, uh, you know, the thing with, with Ramsey is, and then some of these cats, like, I troll the fuck out of them on this on this um Asshole. on this Facebook Facebook group. You should join it. You guys should join it. It's called Dave Ramsey Baby Steps and uh Baby Steppers because there's he's had this old baby. I went through the baby steps last week on the podcast. But people are just talking about how they save like like how they're saving like dollars. It's like, dude, it's not about that. It's about now I understand how this is another fucking tangent, but how. The Dave Ramsey works for certain people. If you can't control how you spend money, it works for you. Yeah, no, I was just going but to say that you're gonna have if like- you if people. if you like when I was younger, and I'm like I'll put stuff on a credit card. I'm like you know what I'll work an extra shift and I'll pay it off, and then never do you keep yeah, and then you keep adding to it, and then you get to a, then you get to the fuck it point. And you're like, I got five hundred dollars left until I max it out. I might as fuck well, I might as well fucking max it out. Like now it's like Dude, when you have when you there have money, at- you don't want to you don't want to spend it. You don't want to fucking spend it because it's like you like where it is. You like having it in your savings account. So I don't follow his stuff 100%. Like I wouldn't have financed a car, but it's like I can make more money putting that money somewhere else. And my interest rate's going to be close to fucking zero. Where else am I going to make that money at? I mean, where I, I mean,
2: think the, I think the best Dave Ramsey advice, though, is like the fiduciary stuff, right? Like, so for example, it's funny, Tyler called me today. He tried to prank call me asking about bbb investment group and bitcoin bro <laughs> you know but the fiduciary thing's really interesting because like fiduciary is somebody who like cares about tyler's money if i'm your invest, if i'm your banker your portfolio guy i'm not gonna be like, bro i just put this thing in this new coin it's called it's called skip coin bro it's gonna go to the moon you know instead i'm like hey you know i have this portfolio i think uh you know, it's going to, it's going to, the returns are going to be well based, you know, they're going to be good based on your your, your tolerance for uh, risk and this and that. And I think that's like, the, that's a big Dave Ramsey thing I agree with, man, is that it's about investing your money with somebody who actually cares about you and isn't like, yeah. bro, bro, lines go up and down. And yeah. dude, it's funny, man, with the BBB investment group, how people who are like in tune with the interweb know that like Raul and I are fucking around. But there are some people who think like the Ferraris mine, man. <laughs> they're like, bro, keep grinding, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, guys, it's like Christian's Ferrari and Christian's plane, right? Which is a business tool, by the way. A lot of haters on that plane. Yeah, but but I'll tell you though, talk about the plane since we're talking about it. It's a business tool, right? So first off, everybody they they see like, a little pump on an airplane and they're like, well, man, I bet that's what it's like riding on Christian's plane. False, fake news. <laughs> False. It's like it's like seven people in a thing. And you're cramped in, but so imagine like during COVID, you know, like the real deal COVID, when everything was shut down, there was no trade show. We were able to go from in like a week Miami to Dallas, rather Miami to Houston, Houston to Dallas, Dallas to Columbus, and home. Just like on plane rides, we didn't have to like book the commercial legs and go this, that, and other other way. So like there was a cool thing, man.
0: That's so cool. people are
2: cool. like, nah, bro. because I mean. People are like, no, he has a plane. It's not fair. Dude, that thing is like from 1987. And it's truly a business tool. Just uh, I'm just throwing it out in the air. So people are like, no, man, Christian, you got the plane. Yeah. Um, the,
1: there's certain extremes. You know, like John will make fun of me that he says I'm cheap. It's like, I'm not cheap because I don't want to spend an extra $30 on, on Grubhub to get my food delivered i'll just go fucking get it myself like that's not being cheap that's just being the food's cold anyways I'm, i'd rather go get it myself yeah. and who knows what you the know fuck hector
2: you know hector liar right
1: just make the Our food yourself Texas. yeah well i do dom i you know why you know i, mean, I, you know I, I cook know. most of the time I know, yeah, I, I, know I know hector i know hector
2: dude hector so i do the the expense reports for the company for the salespeople, and hector is like the king of like uber eats I'm like, bro, Hector, don't you want to like eat? Like, dude, I hate eating in a hotel. I'm in a hotel like 70 nights a year. You think I'm going to eat a meal in the hotel? No way, man. But Hector's like, no, nah, bro, Uber Eats. Bro. I'm like, dude, you're, it's so expensive for nothing. Yeah. You can drive three miles. It's like, I can only imagine like how much it costs to have a hard eight delivered to your hotel room. You know, when you could just go drive to wherever that part of Texas is, if you're in the area, and just go and sit down and, Absorb the noise. I don't know why people are so, I don't know, I get it. Because, dude, there are people that are getting sick from, like, the, the delivery driver. Dude, just yeah. go, drive, deal with people. You'll be way better off.
1: That's another group that I've infiltrated was the, is the DoorDashers. And it's, it's a whole <laughs> interesting thing how DoorDash doesn't show you how much you're going to get paid for your delivery until after you do it. And so there's guys, like, if you go to Chipotle like these drivers are getting paid $2 to deliver your burrito that doesn't even cover the gas, let alone the wear and tear, let alone your fucking time. It's like, you're worth more than that. So like, there's this, there's like a group of guys who are like, they're like called top dashers where they pick up every delivery, no matter what. And then you got the people who sit back and pick out the good ones. It's like, how do you know? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm not sure because I've, I've only, I've signed up, but I've only looked because it's like, it's not worth my time, but it's just been interesting to me. Um, But I think sometimes it will say like, it it will be like at least $2 or at least $7. So there'll be different, but you gotta, you gotta calculate the mileage and you have like a second or 10 seconds to decide if it's worth your time or not. Yeah. So like they'll look at the The restaurant
0: hunters or doing DoorDash.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, um, but you know, going back to like John saying I'm cheap. There's a guy I work with in, uh, I used to work with in Milwaukee. He uh, he's got like 25 years with the company, um, and he he shows everybody how much he has in his 401k. It's over a million dollars, and he he'll, he's showing you like how much he has in his savings account all the time. And it's like, but the guy is 48 years old, lives in a one room fucking shack, shares a bathroom with five other random dudes. And it's like, that's not like a good life. Like you had to balance it. Like for me, like, like I went, you know, it's like I go and buy cigars all the time, like, or I'll buy like shoes and shit. It's like, but there's certain stuff like I don't eat out, you know, I, I cook all my shit, you know.
0: Well, even more um, than just living cheap, if you are comfortable living your life that way, and then all of a sudden you turn, was it 65 and then you have a million plus bucks. I feel like you're prone to just burn through that yeah, or
2: like you catch up on all the FOMO. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or
1: like, I mean, but that's like my, my grandpa, um, he passed away and, uh, but he had worked three jobs his whole life, lived a very modest, um, life, you know, but he took care of his kids and his grandkids, you know, and he left them something. Now I don't have any kids. Like, I don't know if I will. I mean, I'm 32, um, I would like kids, you know, but um,
0: Tyler, we, be my uh, be my kid's godfather when I have some.
1: No, I I'd probably leave all my mind to my brother.
0: Oh, he's okay. he's
1: only uh he's 18 <laughs> months younger than me, so but you know it's funny. Healthier. My brother,
2: my younger brother, is 18 months younger than I am.
1: How old are you again? I'm 31. Okay, I turn 33 next next. Do
0: month. your brothers have the same name?
1: My
2: brother's name is Austin.
1: Oh, Colton is my brother's name. Dom met my brother. Good, yep. good dude. He's out in San Jose too, but yeah, it's I'll just you, you enjoy
2: your money, man. Yeah, money. and blow it on. You don't want to be like that sixty year old dude with the Yeezys on, whatever, right? Maybe you do. That's okay. Yeah. Well, but, and that's
1: the whole reason why I moved down here and and took on that that posh apartment. Even though Rudy is flexing on me on Instagram, but it's uh i want to live. Yeah, I don't know. I want to experience like downtown Austin. Like I'm like really close to downtown Austin and then uh, I'll buy a house probably in the same area. I mean, it's a, it's a sketchy area, but it's, I feel safe, you know, it's uh. so we'll see.
2: It's uh. Post Malone, man. The guy Post Malone still drinks Bud Light and smokes Marlboros. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta
1: come down to Austin, man.
2: Yeah, I, I, my brother used to live in Killeen, Okay. Right. Now he is. At, Killeen is like an hour in some direction from Austin. Mm. Um Killeen is the Army base. Now my brother mm. lives in the Proving Grounds in Aberdeen, Maryland, which is like the middle of nowhere. Okay. I got to make it down to the Texas Republic. I've actually have a friend of mine who I studied abroad with. He's who's wider than I am. He works for Telemundo in Dallas. Oh, nice. He's a producer. I or, or let me know when you're in Miami, bro, as long as I'm in town
1: well yeah, I, should, I should plan a trip down there, and uh, I, I should I should message uh, Hector. He lives in Dallas, I assume, or Houston. Hector lives in Houston. Okay, I should I should hit him up um, if he ever travels. He because there's accounts down here that carry CLE, right?
2: Yeah, Hector goes to like uh, McAllen and stuff. So I mean, okay. I'm sure. I'll have to tell sure him to
1: stop by HQ for a smoke.
2: Yeah, no, dude, hit me up. I'll, do you have my cell phone number?
1: No, I'll have to get that. I'll, yeah. I'll have to get it. i
2: have to give it to you. All right, uh, guys, I'm gonna go, gotta go to the gym and shit. yeah, it's I gotta always uh, a pleasure, man. I know this kind of this, this podcast kind of went like 10 million directions, maybe not even the direction we wanted it to go, but it was still cool to do it. But send me your addresses, guys, and I'll, I'll send you some some new stuff. Uh, I would like that. I'll send you that uh, new, yeah, because uh,
1: Dom lives in California, so he's got the very expensive uh taxes out there. But, hey,
0: it's uh, beautiful when it's not smoky and on fire. (laughs) Women leading
1: weather, man. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, guys, uh, Song of the Week, man. Fucking, it's uh, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. It's called, I forgot what it's called, uh, but I've listened to it 150 times. It is called, uh, one second, uh, Family Ties, bro. That song is dope as fuck. So is uh, "Sharing Locations" Meek Mill featuring Lil Baby and uh, Young uh, Lil Dirk from Chicago. Uh, check out that song too; it's a really good song. Um, but Tyler, we gotta get you on soon, like like next month or so, because we have. I want to touch base more because I've been smoking a lot of your guys' stuff, and the stuff is really really good. And dude, even those like the uh, the CL like even the Asylum. You know, there some of them are a lot bigger ring gauges, but like the the uh Madula and Ablongada are really, really good. The Maduro yeah. and the regular one, and then the fucking the C L E stuff, like the uh
2: like those uh short fat dudes are awesome. Oh the, the Chaparro. yeah, you get the sixty nine by fours and all that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh I
1: love I dude, I've been on a Honduran kick ever since I went down to Honduras, like the only two Well, I guess Cavalier, but I don't know how much Honduran tobacco stuff they use, but I, I really dig uh, the stuff that your company's doing, and then JRE uh, also, so.
2: Oh, thanks, man. No, the, listen, man, Christian's father, the old man, he's like in his 80s now. The guy just loves to farm. Like, the guy is growing Cameroon now, which he tried. If you if you ask people, like, that new Don Julio there in Camacho, like, they tried. Christian and his dad tried growing Cameroon in Hamastron a long time ago. It didn't really work out. So now the fact that he can do it, it's pretty cool. Christian's dad just likes to grow tobacco, man. Yeah, that's it. You know, you just the guy. In fact, when did you go to the JRE? Uh,
1: March of twenty nineteen, February twenty
2: nineteen. In addition to the house, the guy loves to add on, and I mean, he's the oh, guy's. He's a frustrated contractor. You know, like Don Julio loves to build stuff. He had a he had a fish pond in his backyard and he got rid of that and he like he likes exotic birds and it's pretty cool man Don Julio he's the shit
1: honestly yeah i regret not hopping in that pool but the views um dude it, cuz it's like on a hill <laughs> like his house and you can look at you can see the stars you feel like you can fucking touch the stars like i got to get back down there how far away okay this is the last fucking thing sure this is where i'm confused about so christian has his own Factory, right? He doesn't use Julio's, he has his own right. factory. Yeah, I'm gonna,
2: I'm, I'm gonna put it out here right now. All right, all right. So, where the confusion begins. So, if you look up our factory on Google Maps,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so right, it's called CLECR factory now. But okay. if you look on Google Maps, it's called El, El Cine Viejo Aladino. Yeah, because it was it was the movie theater was called Aladino Aladdin, yeah. not to be confused of General Admiral Aladdin. But you remember the movie, right? The Dictator? No. no. Whatever. Okay. I just... But anyways, Aladino was landmark. And so the factory was called Aladino. Um, but remember, you understand like the syntax of J-R-E and C-L-E, right? So, so Christian's father built that factory in Las Lomas, the one you went to. Yeah. Um, was it yellow when you went? Yeah. Okay. So, dude, times just like congealed together. Anyways. So that factory before it was yellow, before Aladino, before these things, it was like a training factory for the Operation Dan Lee. And when Christian was really doing the, the, the Honduran trips and stuff like that, um, he, want, he had this concept where he wanted to make a cigar just for people who went to the trips. And then you know Honduras got complicated and like politically and all that. You know, when, when Christian was doing the, the Camp Camacho trips, um, this was like when the Camacho Corojo came out in 2001, um, the return was crazy. Now, you know, Drew's Day does a trip, Rocky does it. Everybody's seen a factory now, so there's not as much mystique. Anyways, yeah. long story short, uh, Christian's father, you know, his dream has always been to launch a brand. You know, that's, uh, he thought, you know, that's how Cuban cigars were supposed to smoke in 1950s, what, what have you. And so he built the factory in Las Lomas, which is called Las Lomas, the hills. And so, so for a long time, christian's father's factory is called las lomas and our factory is called aladino so a lot of people got confused so they're like wait a yeah. second you make cle at aladino yes and you know you these things go back and forth but what's don julio's factory called It's las lomas but they make aladino there yes and so we just call it we just call the factory now dan lee cle cigar factory don julio's factory is las lomas
1: okay so no, i understand it's got yeah.
2: confusing and it's actually pretty funny uh <laughs> we actually went down to Dan Lee um when was it sometime so imagine we were the first n- non-humanitarian flight to go to Honduras we had, had to get like permission from the government to go this was late 2020 and we go and uh, <laughs> the aldi sign was taken off the factory in Dan Lee you know so that's when that really became the CLE factory so remember now Aladino just makes last, you know, uh Tadascan, Aladino, all that, all those other brands that Don Julio makes and Jerry makes, which by the way is a separate business. We did distribute that brand very briefly. Um, but frankly, it was just going to do the best, like it, it's gonna do its best by itself. Yeah. It just a good job. just uh, But so th- that's all happening in Las Lomas and Hamistron. Because remember, since Christian's father is wheelchair bound, he doesn't really drive much on the highway, he just drives around the compound and yeah. and uh and the farm right or the CLE cigar factories in Dan Lee that's the one Christian owns how far away are they from each other uh 30 minutes okay so you just get on the highway so you probably pass by La Colonia right yeah the girl in Dan yeah so you just keep on going down that highway and there's like a a fountain in a park and we're in this we're in the soccer stadium and you can actually like hit the general cigar factory hatsa which christians father actually built in 1975 mm. when it was Don tomas um you can hit it with a rock from our factory oh wow yep it's a small world man but no was- i'm
1: glad i I've, i'm glad i asked that cuz i was still fucking i was there and i was still confused because it was just like you know with the different names and then aladino and you know so i'm glad that it's hopefully like, some Christian listeners
2: learn something too have like there are those people they could not have any more different tastes right christian's father likes mild cigars um christian likes full-bodied cigars
1: dude that, and, that triple madero you guys do is great i haven't had one of those in forever the
2: cbt if i can find oh, you one yeah. yeah those are fucking dope but yeah i mean that's really the difference you know christian's father are partners on the corojo farm of course you know that's the farm that we grow everything on uh but their cigar making operations are separate
1: yeah, I can't wait to try uh, your guys' Cameroon because I know it's going to be totally different than the uh, Aladino Cameroon.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's the Fuller Body Cigar. In fact, I mean, how, do I, how, do I swap, how do I swap this bad boy? My Gentile Humidor. That's from Italy. Ooh. We, we, we made the Humidors at one point. Nice. Um, but I don't know if you can see it. But this, we have the, we, we like using ribbons and stuff. So Yeah. So here it is. Yeah, we our our wrappers are a little darker, but I mean it comes from Don Julio's farm.
0: But Um, no man. Podcast listeners, we're looking at a box.
2: Yeah. Don't mind the hair gel hide and all that. Yeah, this is the box. Actually, that's in the other room. But no, (laughs) this is the the CLE signature right here. We make it in four sizes. There's a Robusto uh with 50 by 5. A fifty-four by six, the eleven eighteen, which is technically forty-six by fifty-four by six. If you're curious, it's
1: Christian's mom's birthday.
2: Yes, there's no people think like it's like some Illuminati code or Ouija board. No, it's just Christian's mother's birthday. And then we make a sixty by six. By the way, the TAA is the eleven eighteen, which will which is going to be for what, what calendar year? But no, these cigars are lit, man. I mean, they're all lit when you catch them on fire, but. <laughs> But no, I mean the cigars are great, man. It's because you think about it, like we make a lot of we so we're known for Corojo, right? Mm-hmm. Um but now we're making stuff with Cameroon and people are like really excited. Nice. It's, it's different. And it's Cameroon from Hamistron. By the way, Raul designed this box. But nice, yeah. The Cameroon wrappers from Hamistron, they're thicker. Um, yeah, that's my humor. Um, Dope. they're thicker, and I mean you can box press them, so you'll see that. The CLE, the CLE, the, I'm sorry, the Aroa TAA. I ah, mean, oh, geez. The, the Aroa PCA is actually box pressed. It's actually box pressable because the stuff from Honduras, the Cameron wrappers are thick. You can press them. But no, that's it, man. It's uh, about, but send me your address, man. And I, I, I got man. you. Send me your addresses. And send me your, uh. I'll get your number too. I'll send you my number.
1: Yeah. All right. Tyler, send them so
0: one of those car freshers.
1: Yeah, I'll send you a car. I'll send you some uh some stuff that I got. I know you, Sick. Uh, I got some stuff down here that you might like, so.
2: Yeah, man, no. I'll send, you a, I'll
1: send you a craft 2021. Ooh, I'll take it. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Oh, you uh, welcome,
2: look,
1: look forward to talking to you again, man. Thank yeah. you so much.
2: Right, guys, thank you. And uh, yo, if you, um, send me your addresses and I'll send you something. I appreciate Rock it, man. Rock and roll. Keep right. those cigars on ice. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, buds. Bye. Yeah.